Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello, happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. Stormy Bonantoni with you live from Circa Las Vegas in downtown. A great day to have a great day, and we've got a lot of great guests on tap as well. Alex Barutha, who covers the NBA for Rotowire, going to break down the NBA postseason. The game's coming up tonight. Also, the NFL draft, we know, is just over 24 hours away from right here in Las Vegas. Eric Edholm of Yahoo will drop by and break down some of the best bets that you can get in in the short term. And my guys from DraftKings as well, Johnny Avello, Director of Sportsbook Operations, as well as MLB and NFL betting analyst Steve Buchanan going to drop by. But let's start the show off like we always do. Get it going with our top five things you need to know, news and notes that affect us as betters. And we'll start with a recap from the NBA last night. Uh, favorites 3-0, and but just 1-2 and against the number. The under swept the night as well. And in Memphis, it is John Morant's world, and we're just living in it, at least in the fourth quarter. One of the best in-game dunks. I can remember sparking a comeback from the Grizz who were down 11 to the T-Wolves with six minutes to play. They win it outright 111-109, just not enough to cover. Morant scored the final 13 for Memphis, including the game winner. Bad beat, though, if you bet his triple-double. Finished 30-13-9. Game six on the way Friday. Memphis getting one as they look to close out the set. The Miami Heat, without Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry last night, clinched their spot in the Eastern Conference semifinals, downing the Atlanta Hawks four games to one, but did not cover in the series finale 
97-94 final. A sweat for the four-point dog betters. Another Heat's hot game. Heat's Hawks game also means another game. Trey Young's invisible on the floor. Two of 12 from the field. 0 of 5 from three and 11 points on the night. Well under his 26-point prop. Miami will face the winner of the 76ers Raptors series next. And Phoenix also grinded out a win and cover against the Pelicans. 112-97 final going up in the series. Three games to two without Devin Booker. Also cashed our first half tickets. Thank you kindly. Now the question is, can they close out the job as it shifts back to New Orleans? Suns minus two tomorrow. Total in that game 214 and a half now tonight two potential series deciding games and two big home favorites in the Warriors and Milwaukee Bucks Milwaukee up from a 10 point favorite now to 12 against Chicago the total down from 219 and a half to 217 and a half no Zach Levine who's in health and safety protocols or Alex Caruso in concussion protocol for the Bills and then the Warriors an eight and a half point favorite total 225 and a half the minutes restriction officially lifted from our guy Chef Curry Number three in our top five, the NHL playoff picture continues to get a little bit more clear, but the Dallas Stars shootout win over the Vegas Golden Knights last night pushed Vegas to the brink of elimination, but not quite. Now, instead of a magic number, they have a tragic number, and it is one, meaning that the Vegas Golden Knights cannot afford to lose any points in their final two games of the regular season, and Dallas cannot earn any for Vegas to get that last wild card spot tonight. Vegas a minus 215 favorite at the Blackhawks, but Dallas minus five. 500 hosting the Coyotes. Arizona, though, has been a giant killer this season, earning two of the biggest upsets of the year against Colorado earlier this season. And then last night over the Minnesota Wild, winning 5-2. The Hurricanes also beat the Rangers to lock up the Metropolitan. And with the Avs winning and Panthers losing, the President's Trophy race continues. The Florida Panthers with a two-point lead. They're a minus 600 favorite, Avs plus 450. Austin Matthews has all but cemented Hart Trophy status, earning his 59th and 60th goals of the season last night in a 3-0 win over the Red Wings. The 24-year-old is the first player to hit the mark in a decade, the first American-born player ever, and the MVP chance rang through Scotiabank Arena last night in the aftermath. Matthews is now a minus 350 favorite to take home the Hart Memorial Trophy, and as the league's leading goal scorer, will also take home the Rocket Richard Trophy for a second straight year. The Leafs 9-1 in the latest Stanley Cup final odds, plus 450 to win the Eastern Conference. And last one here, Major League Baseball favorites went 12-3 last night. They're hitting at a 62% clip, but will that continue today? Maybe, maybe not. The Cardinals already today upset the Mets 10 to 5, which I did not like as I backed the Metropolitan. The White Sox also finally plugged the hole in what seemed like a sinking ship, put an end to an eight-game losing streak with a 7-3 win over the Royals and in progress right now. Diamondbacks and Dodgers going head-to-head. The D-backs just took a 1-0 lead in the fifth. Time to welcome in, as promised, Alex Barutha, NBA assistant editor over at Rotowire, as we break down some of the NBA postseason action. Welcome in, Alex. Happy to have you with us again. Yeah, thanks for having me, as always. Well, let's look ahead to tonight real quickly. The Bucks are 0-2 as a double-digit favorite in this series against the spread, but they went off big with those wins in Chicago. Now we see the Chicago team a little bit more shorthanded. Could this be the opportunity Milwaukee needs to finally cover the big number at home and close this thing out? Yeah, I think so. Typically, I don't like double-digit spreads, um, you know, uh, backing or laying the points, especially in the playoffs, right, where, where these teams are so good. But yeah, without Levine, uh, without Caruso, I think I think the Bulls' offense, which is already kind of uh, struggling uh, mightily, I think they're going to have a really tough time. I think they're going to have to continue running through DeRozan more, if that's even possible. 
and uh, Leon Vucevic and some other guys who generally haven't played this well in the series or on the season as a whole. Uh, so I think I think this could be the opportunity for the Bucks to cover that 12. Well, and could this be a moment? You mentioned Vucevic there um, for a potential prop over with him needing to lean on his scoring ability a little bit more. Yeah, I think so. I, I saw his points prop at 20.5. Um, I like the over there. I mean, it's it's tough to gauge exactly how they're going to handle not having Lavina Caruso since pretty much at least one of those guys has been on the court uh, at every moment in the season. So I, I don't really want to speculate on like how many shots is Patrick Williams going to take or is Io Dasunmu going to, you know, uh, rack up more assists. Um, so I'm just going to bank on Vucevic having a bigger role than usual. I don't think over 20 and a half is that much of a gamble in this situation. He's already averaging 19 and a half points per game in this series. It's possible he plays almost 48 minutes, assuming this game stays relatively close. And yes, the risk is the Bulls get blown out and score like 80, 85 points, but Vucevic could still rack up a third of the team's points. And I don't think that'd be surprising. Yeah, and he has gone over 24 in each of his last three road games. So more points on the road for whatever reason. Um, all four games of this series also have sneakily stayed under the total. And I know each time the odds makers have reset it, it's ticked down a little bit, but they've still gone over. Now it's gone from 219.5 to 217.5, but it still feels a little bit high for me for this series. What do you think? Uh, I can understand wanting the under here, right? The Bulls have struggled offensively um, during the series without Levine. Uh, now they're without Levine. The Bucks have played pretty well the last two games without Middleton. I think I think you're you'd be banking on some of those guys who have played really well in Middleton's absence regress, uh, and uh, the game gets kind of gritty. Um, so I, I can understand taking the under uh, here. I think that, uh, you know, like you said, we all expect the Milwaukee Bucks to get out of this one unscathed, close this thing out. Moving forward, how do you think that they'll match up with Boston? Uh, I, I would be worried to back the Bucks against Boston, especially because we're not really sure about Middleton either. Um, you know, he's going to get reevaluated soon uh, for that MCL injury. But the way Boston took care of business uh, against Brooklyn, and I know those games weren't blowouts or anything like that, right? They were close games. But they... You know, uh, Boston, second half of the season, was the best team in the NBA. And I think if you're going up against a shorthanded Bucks, I, I think there's a really good opportunity there for them to be able to close that out and get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think it will be a fun series, though. Also tonight, Warriors taking on the Denver Nuggets as they look out to close out this series. How are you betting it? Yeah, so... <laughs> You know, the Warriors to win, I don't necessarily love. I mean, you're, the money line is, is tough to take, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, minus 400. So I, I like parlaying that with Nikola Jokic to score at least 25 points. Now, I know those two are kind of in contradiction, right? A lot of people don't like to do that. Warriors to win, Jokic to go over points. But you get it down to minus 176 with that parlay. I, I think Jokic to score 25 points, it's just such a low bar for him to clear. He scored at least 25 uh, in each of the first four games of the series, he's combined for 74 points across the past two games. And it's hard for me to uh, imagine the Warriors losing in this spot. Like, yes, Denver made things more competitive in games three and four at home. Um, I, I expect the Warriors to come out like they did in the first two games of the series now that they're back in the Bay. Helps that Curry's no longer on a minutes limit. So if they need him to play 40, 45 minutes, if the games get a little close, think he'll be able to do that. No, I really like that play, especially considering that Joker's prop is set at 30. You're getting the better value on that number with the 25 or up. And then, like you said, I don't see the Warriors losing again to this group. 
Last night, um, <laughs> that Memphis Grizzlies series, I feel like, is drunk. Every game, um, we're seeing different things we don't expect. But John Morant's dunk, the way that he put the team on his back to close out that game, earn the win, how far do you think he can take this group? It was impressive. I'm Overall, though, I'm still pretty discouraged by how much trouble they're having against Minnesota. And I feel like Minnesota's basically, I think they kind of threw away last game with some bad decision-making down the stretch. And they blew two huge leads earlier in the series. So I'm a little concerned, assuming they go up against the Warriors, which I think is fair, that uh, I think the Warriors, I, I think it ends for the Grizzlies next round. As much as Ja has been amazing that, you know, um, I just think the way they've looked against the Timberwolves is concerning if you're thinking about backing them to go farther than the next round. One last question before we let you go. Do the 76ers let the Raptors push this thing to seven? Is it going to be a series? It's, it's tough to imagine. I want it to happen. I want a game seven in Philadelphia. Uh, I think that would be amazing. It would be fun. I just, I think kind of it, I just can't, I almost can't imagine them losing this game six. Um, as much as, you know, Hargan hasn't played that well and B's got the thumb injury. I, I just think those guys will bounce back and they'll, they'll get things done. I'm with you, Alex. Really, really appreciate the time as always. Good luck with your bets and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. That's Alex Barutha, NBA editor over at Rotowire. And remember, everybody, if you miss any of this show or any show on the network, you can download them now as podcasts anytime, anywhere. Get caught up on your own time. Uh, we post the show every single day. Plus, we'll be putting out bonus mini pods every week. Expect one coming up on Friday. Subscribe to the My Guys in the Desert podcast now. And tweet us some questions at Storm Tony. Check out my girl Stephanie Kamershack at Bills in Me Pocket. Bills with a Z, by the way. On the other side of the break, should we fade or follow the public on these highly bet totals? And Johnny Avello of DraftKings takes us behind the counter. Don't go anywhere. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. 
Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. This segment of My Guys in the Desert brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. If you've been looking for the right opportunity to switch up your nicotine, well, now there is a 10-day challenge to give you that fresh start, helping you walk away from the ashtrays, spit cups, and vapes. It's called the Zinn 10 Challenge. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free nicotine alternative that's also available in 10 varieties and two strengths. The Zinn 10 Challenge is a risk-free way to try Zinn Nicotine Pouches. If you don't enjoy your experience with Zinn after 10 days, you get your money back. So head on over to Zinn.com slash 10 to take the Zin 10 challenge. That's ZYN.com slash T-E-N. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Stormy Tony with you from Circa Sportsbook. Time for fade or follow. Doing a little totals edition, seeing if we agree or disagree with where some of the public money is rolling today. We will start in the MLB. Red Sox at Blue Jays, 93% of the handle, 77% of bets on the under eight and a half. I respectfully am going to disagree on this one. Have actually seen the line bump up to nine on DraftKings. So that seems a little bit fishy to me if betters are all on the under. So both teams, I think, are capable of hitting much better than last night. And last night's game was a good indication of that. These teams were second and third in OPS last year. Lineups largely intact. It's also going to be sunny and the wind blowing out 19 miles an hour. Give me the over. Uh, Athletics at the Giants. 80% of the handle, 69% of bets on the under seven here. And I could easily talk myself into betting either side of this. So it's a pass bullpen game for the Giants. They've been great facing an A's team that has the third lowest batting average and third highest K rate. Paul Blackburn for Oakland's been off to a surprisingly good start. But San Francisco, one of just two teams in baseball to average five runs per game. They lead the league in runs scored in her fourth and homer. So catch me more than likely betting the Giants run line instead of messing with the total here in the NHL. Kings taking on the Seattle Kraken, 96% of the handle, taking the over six goals. Um, LA hasn't hit an over uh, in four straight games. The season series one, one and one for totals. Not surprised that's where the money's going in this one. I just don't really have an interest in betting it. So pass for me. Same thought here with the Golden Knights Blackhawks. I see oh, 98% of the handle, 53% of the bets taking the over six and a half. Um, I'm going to sit back and watch this one as a Golden Knights fan sitting in my misery. But from a totals perspective, I lean over as well with everybody. So I might follow um, if I was betting it, but I'm not. Could see this being a 4-3 type game back and forth. Last meeting was a 5-4 result. This point in the season is just so much unpredictability. What you do have working for you, though, if you like the over, is the VGK on the second half of a back-to-back. Logan Thompson in net for as good as he was. Did get a little banged up at the end of that game, got crashed into. Probably a little bit sore with travel. Could see things being a little bit leaky after an emotional game for everyone involved. Um, Let's go behind the counter. Excited to welcome in, as we do every time this week, Johnny Avello, Director of Sportsbook Operations over at DraftKings. Johnny, how you doing, my man? 
Hi, Storm. It's nice to talk to you on a Wednesday. We speak on Tuesdays, sometimes on Fridays. You know, you and I date every day of the week. But it's every week, and that's what counts. Always excited to talk to you. Um, and let's talk a little bit of NFL draft here to start. We're just over 24 hours away from things getting underway here in Las Vegas. And the odds for the first three picks have shifted, gone a little bit all over the place over the last 24 hours to the last week. What's going on here? Yeah, you tell me what's going on. It's insane. I think we've settled on, this, you know, just on the one pick alone. Uh, you know, we had Thibodeau. He was a favorite. Iquanu was up there. Neil Hutchison. Now we've settled on Walker. And since Walker has been at that number one spot, the odds continue to get, uh, you know, laying a bigger price on him. So I think we found the number one. I think this is the one where we stick on. In talking to uh, a number of bookmakers throughout the week, it seems like a very common theme that you guys do not like booking the draft uh, typically. But with this year and all of the unknowns, is it a little bit better perhaps on your guys' side of things, not having a consensus this or that? Well, we have a lot of markets up, so I think that's what we have us going for us at DraftKings. You know, we hope to, to win half of those uh, if we can. But... This is really tough. The, the reason the draft is so tough, if it's it's not power race ra uh, rating based, it's not A versus B. It's, you know, information. And sometimes we don't get it as quick as we'd like to get it. So it's 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 been a tough proposition to book for us at DraftKings for three years now for the Vegas books a little bit longer. Um, but. Hey, we're still having fun with it. Of course, uh, it is an information game. A lot of smoke screens out there. And you, you mentioned the extravagant prop menu that you guys do offer at DraftKings. Which ones are you going to be paying the closest attention to here? Yeah, you know, the number one pick I know is, uh, you know, that's that's a big decision for us. So I'll be watching the one pick, two pick, three pick. Uh, some of those exact as we pick, put up, the you know, pick the exact one, two uh, quarterback. Um, first quarterback. So there, there's quite a few that we'll have our eyes on closely and hope that some of those decisions go our way. With first pick and first quarterback, who are you rooting against? Because I know Trayvon Walker is obviously the odds on favorite now, but it was Aiden Hutchison for a really long time. Where you guys sit with liability? Uh, Hutchison. Okay. Yep. All right. So we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, what about in the quarterback market? Who do, who are most people betting to be the first off the board? Is it Willis or Pickett? Uh, it's Willis. Um, that one's not so bad. You know, that one's been up quite a while. We did get some, uh, you know, action in some other guys too. Corral took a little bit. People took some shots at some big numbers, but um, definitely, definitely rooting for, uh, I think Pickett would be the best decision for us there. Well, the players drafted in the first round, we know, get the majority of the spotlight. Uh, a significant portion of teams' rosters are actually being built on day two with rounds two through uh, two through seven. Um, what markets can people prepare for for you guys for those non-round one options? Well, remember, we're going to do we're going to do in-game wagering, in-play wagering on the first round. Then in the second round, we'll put up. You know, we'll we'll reset. We'll put up the picks again, and then we'll kind of do something similar to what we did in the in this uh, first round. Not as many markets up there, but you know some s similar stuff. Uh, it is a there is a couple day event, Stormy. But let's face it, day one is actually the the big day. It's a 
it's almost like uh, everything's kind of anticlimactic after day one. I know, which is actually a little bit disappointing for me, Johnny, because I saw this stat among active players in 2021, 66% of them that are still active right now were actually drafted after the third round or were undrafted players. So it's not always these first round guys that end up being the long-term solution. Um, I talked I talked a little bit of hockey there off the top. The NHL season just days away from getting to the playoffs. Do you think that the scheduling delay this year with the NHL and the break that they took um, with the expectation to go to the Olympics, obviously they didn't, and then the COVID pause, will that help out the handle on the NHL postseason that they're not going to be competing as much with the NBA playoffs? I think it does because, first of all, hockey will be fresh. When they start the playoffs, it won't be starting at the same time as the NBA. And it's going to go longer. Uh, it's going to go past when the NBA is over with. So, um, yes, I think both of those factors are going to help. Hockey's been doing well in the playoffs. Struggles a little bit during the year sometimes, but the playoffs always seem to do well. Well, let's talk some NBA coming up tonight. Two big favorites in the Milwaukee Bucks and Golden State Warriors. Uh, where is the handle? Where is the money headed to tonight? It's been on the Warriors, especially on the side is not too heavy. It's about a 60-40 split. Uh, the last I looked on the money line, though, we had like a 92-8 to eight split. So nobody's expecting the Warriors to lose this game tonight. Uh, and the second one, we've the, uh, actually, that's the first game is the Bucks game. Uh, we moved this game from 9.5 to 12. Um, definitely high on the Bucks in this one. Uh, some of this... Some of this was due to some injury, so it's not all money. Some of it was, uh, you know, moved just manually on some factors of the game. How much from, like, a series price standpoint did you guys take in on the Bucks? Because I feel like a pretty popular play was that Bucks spread the minus two and a half games or the 4-1 exacta. Yeah, yes, we did. Uh, you know, we put that up on all of them. So, the, you know, that was popular. Sometimes when you, people feel like a team's going to win, win convincingly, uh, you know, they can they can lay the two and a half, take pluses. So, um, yeah, the, the, all those propositions we put up on the series prices do real well. No NBA team has ever come down from a three games to none deficit. The Toronto Raptors trying to make it happen against the 76ers. Is anybody backing Toronto to accomplish the feat real quickly before we let you go? You know, Stormy, it's kind of weird. I think this has happened. This 3-0 deficits happened maybe 140, 150 times. Uh, if you can get by game six, which that's where most, where about, uh, you know, a good percentage of them lose, the seven game is only, I think, three. There's only been three losses. So not that, you know, not a lot of big sample size for the teams that make it to game seven. I think a guy like Harden's got to step up. Harden's been an assist machine lately, but I think he's probably got to get a little bit more involved uh, in, you know, in the, in the production of points, and he probably will. Appreciate the time, as always, Johnny. We'll catch up with you again next week. Okay, Storm, see you. That's Johnny Avello, Director of Sportsbook Operations. And hey, yeah, James Harden, everybody gives him flack, never steps up in the big game, never wins a big game. Let's see if he does moving forward. When we come back, back to the draft we go. Eric Edholm of Yahoo will join us. Listen to my guys of the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network.
The VEASAN betting experts have put together everything you need to bet on the draft this week. The VEASAN NFL Draft Betting Guide has mock drafts, analysis for every team, odds and best bets for the first round. Get the VEASAN NFL Betting Guide today for $10. Go to VEASAN.com slash draft. Welcome back here to My Guys in the Desert. And we are just over 24 hours away from that first overall selection being called from the Jacksonville Jaguars. The beautiful backdrop of the Las Vegas Strip, the Bellagio Fountains. It's going to be Quite a spectacle reminder to anybody arriving into town today, though. Um, if you want to place bets on the event, 5 p.m. Pacific time today is the cutoff due to um, the Nevada Gaming Commission rules. So there is still time, but get them in right away. And we're going to talk it over and preview that right now as we check in with Eric Edholm, NFL draft analyst over at Yahoo at Eric underscore at home on Twitter. Eric, happy to have you with us again. Things are starting to get real. What kind of chaos are you expecting tomorrow? All kinds. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's there's a recipe for uh for anything to happen. I mean, all it takes is obviously one, one surprise pick to kind of tilt the board and the higher that surprise pick, the more chance the chaos ensues. We just don't know where the quarterbacks are landing. There are what eight teams with multiple first round picks. Haven't had a year like this that I can recall. I've been doing this for a minute. And uh, so it does have a, a unique fingerprint to it. And I definitely think that'll reflect in, in how the picks come off. Well, why don't we start there with the quarterback market? Uh, the over-under down from three and a half to two and a half now. The under actually plus 150 on DraftKings right now. Um, and after quarterbacks went one, two, three overall last year, we have a very different type of a class here this year. How many do you think are going to go in the first round? And who's the first one off the board in your opinion? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, initially I put two in my mock draft, made some more calls, you know, last night you know, burning the midnight oil and all that. And uh, there's a sense around the league that Desmond Ritter is going to get in the first. Really? And yeah. And maybe not, you know, like 31st or 32nd as in a trade up. I mean, like there are people who think he could go off the board in the, in the twenties or maybe early, who knows? I mean, uh, it, it really, I think depends on who's the first team to pull the trigger. Cause you know, you know, it starts a run, right? I mean, it's only going to be a couple guys, but still when the first quarterback goes off any team that is even remotely pondering drafting a quarterback in round one gets that itchy trigger figure. Now the trade activity starts. Now you're picking up the phone to find out, all right, we're at 20 something. How do we get up into the teams or what have you? So the question is, I don't know where that run starts. I don't know who the first team to, you know, kind of make that call is, is going to be. Seattle, I think, has a shot at nine. I realistically don't think Carolina's in the quarterback market tomorrow. I think they're going O-tackle. But so Seattle, maybe. And then you kind of go in this sort of, I don't know, 12-pick stretch until you, well, I guess you get down to about New Orleans. And they have those two selections in the teens. And you have Pittsburgh at 20. Are either of them inclined to move up? Are they going to stand pat like the Patriots did last year and let Mac Jones come to him? Is that going to work for, you know, Pickett, Willis, maybe even Ritter? I think the Steelers like Ritter enough and Willis and maybe Pickett. I, I can't say for certain, but I think they're more likely to stay where they're at. I think, I don't know that Pittsburgh trades up. I think they could stay at 20 and get somebody, but the question is, does somebody go off the board before that? I, I really don't know, but I feel better about three 
today than I did at, at around this time yesterday. Interesting. It's going to be a, a tricky one for sure. And I agree with your sentiment with the Carolina Panthers. I don't think that they should take a quarterback there. I know there's been a lot of talk about yeah. Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh ties with owner David Tepper, his ties with Matt Rule. I just don't see that yeah. really making a ton of sense for them. Are they a team, though, that you could see more likely than not to trade down potentially? If they can, I mean, I think they're going to have to take like 75 or 70 cents on the dollar in return. You know, you want to use your little uh, trade charts and all that. <laughs> Everything that's on the internet with how much picks are worth. If they do do that, they risk the follow-up question, which is why did you get so little in return? I, I don't think they're, you know, teams may be really itching to get receivers this year more than quarterbacks. So that could be the position that, that sort of warrants the most trades and then leads to the most activity. But going up to six, you better love a guy in this class. Is is he Jamar Chase quality? Is he that kind of receiver? I don't know. I mean, maybe Jamison Williams, but the injury thing, I, it's really tricky. So, yeah, trading down from that spot is, is great in theory, harder in practice, I think. Well, wide receivers are, for everything I've heard, expected to kind of steal the show a little bit. Uh, I've seen a yeah. lot of mock drafts that have up to seven wide receivers being taken in the first round. Um, hence the over-under being bumped up from five and a half to six and a half now. Jamison Williams, though, I'm glad you brought up his name because uh, <laughs> Albert Breer tweeted yesterday, no matter what, everyone he's starting on the pup list next year, right? So he's going to be a slow starter yeah. coming in. How much do you think that injury could make him slip? His over-under prop is 11.5 with it juiced to the under, but I feel like there could be some plus money value on the over if people don't have a lot of faith in getting usage out of their top-round pick right away. Yeah, that, that is a factor. There's no question, and that may have cost them the wide receiver one mantle. I mean, that's, that's going to be a consideration for some teams, and you know, he'll probably regain the long speed some point this year with, with the ACL. You're worried about the short area quickness. And so it's going to be a team by team discussion. How much can we live with? Do we, are we thinking more about tomorrow than we are today? And that sort of thing, you know, good teams obviously have both in mind, right? The short and long term. but you know, he's really good. I mean, he's really talented. I think, you know, Alabama wins that national title game. If he doesn't get hurt, I, I think there's a lot, a case to be made that if there is a, a Jamar Chase type of talent in this class, he might be it. He comes with questions, including the injury, but I, I really think Drake London has a chance to be the first receiver off the board, unless there's a trade that I can't mm -hmm. foresee, obviously. But London to Atlanta is gaining some steam. That's one that I put in my mock this morning. I had Williams going 12th to the Vikings. Yeah, they could take a receiver, absolutely. And at that point, it would be value, it would make sense, right? Adam Thielen's getting old. Justin Jefferson's contract is, is going to be a discussion coming up here soon. But I also could see an itchy team like the, like the Chiefs saying, we want him. Or, you know, somebody else from down low saying, that's the guy we want. We like the other receivers. We love Williams. So I could see that happening even with the injury. It's hard to put a number on him. I, 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 11 and a half feels like a pretty well-placed number because you could see him going to Washington at 11. You could see him going to Minnesota but you could also make a case for the unexpected scenario. Garrett Wilson, the favorite to be the first off the board, but plus 200 for Drake London if he is the first wide receiver oh. taken. Um, Georgia's Trayvon Walker, we know, has emerged as the prohibitive favorite now to go number one overall this morning, even jumping from minus 190 to minus 275. Is he the guy? And uh, have you ever seen a week of change like this for the top <laughs> overall pick? Yeah, and even going back to the combine, it was, 
you know, Evan Neal and yeah. uh, McQuan were getting a lot of love. So, right. I mean, in the, in the span, of, span of two months, we've kind of come up with like four different names. And I think that was their final four, if I'm not mistaken, just, you know, based on a lot of calls I've made. And I think it comes down to this. The GM, Trent Balky, who is the guy who makes the, the calls on these things, typically, I think likes Walker. That's his guy. He likes long arms. He likes freaky, big, athletic guys, even if their their production is lagging a little like Walker's is. That's the that's the, the formula he looks for. The owner, Shad Khan, is said to be more of an Aiden Hutchinson guy. Interesting, right? We'll put that to the side. And then Doug Peterson, I, I've heard, although I don't really know, that he might have been campaigning for an offensive guy. I mean, the owner could come over the top and just say, I'm the owner of the team. We're taking this guy. I'm, you know, but I do think that he kept him for a reason, he kept Balky around to make picks. So I suspect he's going to get his way and get Walker and, you know, and there'll be questions about it, but he could be great. He could be a really good player. We've also seen some movement for the number three overall pick to the Texans. LSU corner Derek Stingley now thought to be the favorite, plus 240. If they did go corner instead of offensive line, I thought it would have been Sauce Gardner potentially as the higher-touted prospect. He's 4-1 to one to go three. Um, the co-favorite now with, with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. But as for number three, what are your thoughts on what Nick Casario is ultimately going to do? And how has Stingley risen so high all of a sudden? Yeah, I, I dropped some hints about that one last week. I, I you know, I kind of said that mm-hmm. the Texans were primed to make a, a semi-shocker, you know, a surprising mm-hmm. pick. And you'd seen offensive line in that position a lot in that third slot. And I just said, I said, nobody's talking about the Texans. I'm telling you, they're not doing what you guys think they're doing, right? And so, you know, I didn't want to spoil it, but I think the cat is very much out of the bag now. They went to his pro day like pretty, you know, every team did. I think all 32 were there. Um, and, they, and they watched him move. In fact, some people even thought, you know, he's turning in good times, not amazing, but good times. And it looks like he's running at 80%. You know, it's great that he competed and showed people he can, you know, the injury is not really a factor right now. He's doing okay. The foot's fine. Um, but, you know, he's got untapped resources in his, in his talent. I mean, he's a guy that if you look two years ago, you would have said that's a top five pick right there. That is a guy who's going to go very, very high in the NFL draft. It just took a circuitous route. I think he's going to go basically what, what I was told last week, you know, prior to this Texans sort of revelation was that three, four, and five were all very much in play, you know. So I doubt he gets past any of those picks at least the spot. Appreciate the time, Eric. You are awesome and looking forward to the draft tomorrow. Yeah, me too. All right. Have fun. That's Eric Edholm of Yahoo. And if you think it's Walker, Hutchison, Stingley in that order, plus 300. When we come back, my final picks, and we're talking MLB with Steve Buchanan. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, 
how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with five good things a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. 
Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is kid-safe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. We're wrapping things up here on My Guys in the Desert. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Speaking of which, time for Taken by Stormy, my official plays of the evening and we will start in the NBA. We've been doing well on our under player props this NBA postseason. Let's try to keep it rolling today with Denver's Aaron Gordon. I'm going under 15 points minus 110 in the series so far. He's had games of 8 points, 7, 21, and 18. Those two offensive explosion games were both at Ball Arena in Denver. The bad performances on the road. This game, of course, back in the Bay Area against the Warriors. I think he too reverts back in Golden State this series. He's 16-9 from the floor, 1-7 of seven from 3, and in the regular season went under this total in all three games played against the Warriors. So let's do it again. Um, I also like the Bulls-Bucks game under 218. Every game in this series has gone under. I think this one stays down as well. The Bulls' offense has had sub three sub 95-point performances. Bench play's been awful. Now they have one less score with Levine out, Caruso out as well. The highest total of the set was 224, but the other three, 214, 192, 179. Uh, this game only gets up there if the Bucks drop 120, which could happen, but I just don't think that they get enough help on the other side. Pre-series, I did also have the Bucks to beat the Bulls 4-1 in the series, plus 165, holding out hope for that bad boy tonight. I've got a parlay with the Bucks first half, Warriors first half, and the Padres money line, plus 180, which leads me to my baseball picks. I love the pod squad tonight against the Reds. It has been very profitable to fade Cincinnati, and I'm doing it again here on the run line at even money for San Diego. Um, Cincinnati only has three wins on the year, and they've dropped four games already to the Padres being outscored a combined 25-10. to 10. And a prop in this game, Mackenzie Gore, over five and a half strikeouts. He faced the Reds on 420 and smoked them. Seven strikeouts and five scoreless innings, just a pair of walks. The Reds as a team betting 189. I've got one more bet that I'm considering, but I want to get an expert opinion on it as we bring in MLB and NFL betting analyst over at DraftKings, Steve Buchanan. Stevie Bukes, how we doing? What's going on? 
You know, that was some rock solid Padres analysis. I felt like I can just take the segment off. You you just keep going. You, Stop you tell it. me what you like. I'll, get, I'll host the segment. Get out of here. I like the chair, by the way. Look at you today. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is uh that that's high that's a high class chair. No, no doubt about that. All elegance with you, my man. Uh I understand that you have a Padres wager in play as well. You're attacking this game from a little bit of a different angle. Look, there's nothing wrong with taking a team on the run line against the Reds. That team has been an absolute disaster all year long. But I also like taking the Padres over four and a half runs tonight, which is at minus 130. If your team is going through in a bit of an offensive woe and you have the Reds coming up on your schedule, let me tell you something. That offensive woe is going to be erased. Everything is going to be okay once you start playing the Reds. This team has just been a pitching nightmare from their side there. The Padres have already played this team four times already this season. They're averaging 6.2 runs in those four games. And you have Vladimir Gutierrez going for the Reds tonight. He's been putting a lot of men on base, walking nine through 13 innings. And that's been a common theme. For the Reds, they've walked 40 guys talking about their bullpen so far this season. That's the second most in the league. So the Padres, all Padres tonight. I think that's the play that you've got to be looking at. Swing away, Friars. I love it. Uh, Speaking of a number of runs being scored, we saw a ton of them last night in the Yankees-Orioles game. 20 combined runs between those two. Anthony Rizzo hits three long balls. Total in this game set at eight. Does that feel low to you? It does feel low. And also, I wouldn't call Rizzo's, you know, home runs long balls. I'd call them Yankee Stadium specialties. That's what they really <laughs> should be called. But, hey, winds are blowing out tonight in Yankee Stadium. So, I mean, if any ball is going to go out, they're certainly going to be going out tonight. Not that they need help after what we saw last night. But this Orioles team is slumping badly. They're actually a really good hitting ball club against lefties. If you look at their stats from last year, guys like Trey Mancini, Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, Ryan Mountcastle, who I actually do believe uh, ended up being scratched but all those guys have really good numbers against lefties and then the Yankees of course hitting well at home there's no reason not to think about that five runs per game average at home so far this season you know I'm not expecting a 20 run outburst like we had last night but I think eight runs is a little bit low and quite frankly this is really a reaction from the books because unders have been hitting at such a high rate but now all of a sudden we're starting to get in all these overs because the game totals are now being set too low so I think eight runs is still too low for this one I wouldn't be surprised if we see if we see double digits combined from both of these teams tonight the over is 28 and 13 the last 41 meetings between those two at Yankee Stadium as well just more stats to support our thoughts here um, good. speaking of just the the issues with hitting though lately in the unders that we've seen what'd you make of Chris Bassett's comments yesterday talking about the baseballs and I think it was nice to hear those comments coming from a guy who had a good performance who was dealing not from yeah. somebody making an excuse from having a bad day yeah, I mean, look, you've seen in that series specifically with the Mets and Cardinals, like they just haven't been able to hold onto the balls. You got these guys coming out, you know, throwing 100 mile per hour consistently, and they have no grip that they can go on those balls. And then the hitters are complaining. Like somebody said, I don't know who it was, it's like hitting like a, a ball of dead socks. I don't know what that's supposed <laughs> to mean, but I'm assuming that's not good and that's not comfortable. So um, it's it's something nice to see. I'm glad that, that players are starting to talk about that, especially if someone who just pitched well rather than pitching uh, poorly and saying those comments. Yeah, we'll see what that means moving forward from the Major League Baseball side of things. Uh, what's another bet tonight that you're really high on? Yeah, Blue Jays going over four and a half runs. They're going up against Michael Walker on the Red Sox, who has a 1.88 ERA. You look at that, and you go, wow, they're pitching pretty well. 
Here's where you get start getting into the advanced stats, though. His FIP, which is a stat that really measures what a pitcher's effectiveness would be when you take out plays that involve defense, his number sits at 4.68. So what that really indicates is that the defense has been really bailing him out. In, in, in reality, all these balls and all these runs could be scoring or falling into play. So in, in reality, he's been really lucky. And when we have this Blue Jays offense, which we all know how high and how, how much that they can hit, that's an offense that you don't want to have that type of problem against. Then you have Ross Stripling on the other side going for the Blue Jays completely collapsed in the second half of last season that's already kind of seeped over to this year as well. And we finally saw a little bit of life from the Red Sox offense late in that game to come back and tie it. They ended up dropping that game in extra innings where unders go to die. But I think the Blue Jays over four and a half runs. I think that's a play tonight that I like a lot, especially with how shaky that Red Sox bullpen has been out of the gate. And another game where we see the wind blowing out too, which could help the cause. And I also do appreciate you just explaining a little bit what that statistic means, because a lot of times I know we get into the rhythm of talking and yeah. we got to slow down a little bit sometimes for some of our new listeners. So that was I, much appreciated. Selfishly, I have a bet I need your opinion on tonight as well. Oh, okay. I have not placed it yet, but I really okay. think I want to get in on the Giants run line tonight against the A's. Um, planning to pull the trigger potentially after the the show depending on your thoughts it's plus 126 so both of these teams have done well on the run line so that's kind of the, the issue with this one here if you're looking at the pitching matchup matchup i actually think the a's do have the slight advantage in this one with blackburn going up against sam long so i would probably lean the athletics in this one at plus one and a half i think that might be the better play here because even though the a's and i've been i was one of them I said, this team's going to be an absolute disaster. They've been hitting well to open up the season, which is not good for my under uh, wins bet that I have placed right now. I'm sweating a little bit too early, but the A's offense has been hitting well. They're getting Chad Pinder back tonight too, who is, you know, obviously not a household name, but that offense has just been clicking right now. And this is probably one of the weaker giant pitchers that we have in that really solid rotation. So I would side with the Oakland athletics in this one, but it's a really close one. Cause like I mentioned, both of these teams have been very strong on the run line to start the season. You sound like me screaming at the Arizona diamondbacks. The last two days, I have their win total under just stop it. Come oh. on, Dodgers, get it together. That's um, what I'm saying. It's crushing <laughs> me, but okay. All right. Maybe I'll hold off. I'll take my finger off of the app for a second. Um, <laughs> one last game before we let you go. Marlins, a minus one thirty five favorite in Washington, the national, have dropped six straight games now facing Pablo yeah. Lopez on the hill who's allowed just one earned run in 17 and a third innings how are you betting this game yeah Lopez has been phenomenal he's one of those under the radar guys that you really don't hear about because he's with the Marlins here but love the matchup for him tonight to go over five and a half strikeouts Washington has been striking out about league average they have a 22.8 percent K rate on the year but Lopez has been generating a ton of swing and misses 15% in his three starts thus far. That is way over his career average of 11.2. He's already gone over this strikeout number in two of his starts so far against the giants and Cardinals, the Cardinals specifically really impressive there. They've been one of the tougher teams to strike out. He had nine in that game. That was the most that he's had all season long so far. Now he's facing a much weaker offense with the Washington nationals. I think he goes over five and a half strikeouts in that game tonight. Stevie Bukes, you're the man. I hate that we have to say goodbye. Thanks so much for your time, buddy. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. That's Steve Buchanan covers.
just about everything that you can ask for in MLB and NFL for DraftKings. That is a wrap for today. Big shout out to my girl, producer Stephanie Kamershack for all the hard work she does to put this show together. Uh, when we come back here on VEASAN, it's going to be Danny Burke and Rush Hour. Keep it locked all day, all the time. VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.